Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a very special guest today, author, motivational speaker, and fellow rock boater, Nathan Whitaker. Welcome. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me. Heck oh, yeah. Man, this, is, this is exciting. This all started uh, over the Super Bowl. A little, <laughs> your, your response to our predictions, which we're not quite on. <laughs> not, not, not at all. <laughs> you know, you, oh, here, you guys are back. You froze there for a moment. I apologize. That's all right. <laughs> Mark, you want to repeat that? Yeah, I, w- I was saying that actually this all started with uh, you watching our Super Bowl predictions, which weren't quite on with the way the game ended up going. No, but you guys got off to a good start. So whoever had the, uh, you know, we're going to be up 65 to three by halftime and we can go to bed. Um, yeah, I liked your uh, I liked your optimism. And it was a great game. And I, I sure, you know, it was hard to pull against um it's hard to pull against Nick Sirianni. It's hard to pull against um, Jalen Hurts. It's uh, you know, and I've I've really made a lifetime of pulling against the Eagles, and it was really hard this year. Still, <laughs> well, awesome. we we can appreciate that. That's that's a win in our book. Then, no, you guys are making great inroads, <laughs> Nate, Nathan. Um, so the rock boat, right? Um, I read that it was your first boat was twenty twenty, right? And prior to that, had you heard of the rock boat? Had you looked into it before and just never pulled the trigger? So my wife and I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, um, oh, known nice. for, you know, Tom Petty drive away was on the boat. I feel like mm-hmm. there's somebody else from Gainesville. Someone ties to the rock boat. Uh, wait, there, I have a bobblehead of him. There, he is. <laughs> there you right go. There. there you go. So I grew up several streets over from Drew and, um, didn't know him. And we joked that, you know, my parents wouldn't allow me to cross the, and Drew was like, yeah, nobody's parents would allow us to anybody to come near us. Um, and then my wife went to school with Ken's younger brother, Jeffrey. Oh. And, and I went to the elementary school that the blocks founded and ran for decades. Oh, wow. Um, so knew of the block family forever. And then Ken, you know, and, and not to skip way too far ahead in the story, but I was gone for 20 years, moved back, and Ken actually um, played a huge role in uh, in me sobering up in 2016. Huge. Awesome. So we're having coffee one day, probably 2017, 2018. He's like, you got to come on the rock boat. And I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. No. <laughs> and, and then he kept telling us and he kept and he kept doing that. You know, if you're on the outside looking in and you're on the inside looking out and he kept saying it. And he's like, finally, just he was finally like, look, you've trusted me on things far more important than this. Trust me here. And so we did it in 2020 and I almost chickened out like three weeks beforehand. I was telling my wife, Mm -hmm. I know we've paid this just isn't going to be. And, and I have come to love the community, the people, whether it's the musicians, the fans, the, there's such a bond that I can't imagine missing one. Now we've done three in a row. We missed 19 straight and I hate that, but now we've made three in a row. So it's, it's just a fantastic thing. And Ken was right. You you can't explain it and I don't want to miss anymore. So 
you get on the boat, right? And you've heard all this hype from Ken and you're, you're there waiting in the bullpen area with everybody else <laughs> waiting to get on the boat. And when did you realize that this is something that you wanted to continue to do year after year? Yeah, it probably was somewhere walking from the counter um, where you're checking in there at the, in the port to the boat where somebody saw my name tag and went, Oh, Nathan, this is your first one. I'm Fred. And I'm for, you know, actually it probably was, um, you know, I'm Larry and I'm from Delaware. And all of a sudden you're talking and you've got a koozie and you're like, wow, this is a really easy way to meet people. And everybody seems to want to know me and why I'm on and what's going on. And it was just so instantly easy. And I, I really think it was like during that first, and I don't remember who it was who was playing in the atrium when we were boarding, but we had gotten on kind of late because I was dragging my feet, right? Like, is this a good idea? I don't want to get there early. Let's still get still hovering over the cancel button. That's exactly right. <laughs> so we're walking through the atrium door in our room and Amy turns to me and is like, this is amazing. We hadn't heard the first show. We hadn't heard, we heard somebody in the distance as we're walking through it. And she's like, we're totally doing this. This is awesome. And it was nice. What, how do you describe the rock boat to people in your life that have never been on it? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's one, we talk about it being a floating music festival, but then I immediately jump forward to, I've been on other music festivals. I mean, been to other music festivals and I've been to some great shows and some really neat things. But the, again, it, I immediately turned to the community and the camaraderie and the fact that, you know, you're standing there in the back and you're like, oh, sure. There's Jared from Bowling with Soup standing yeah. right next to me singing the lyrics. Or there's Scott Terry singing along to Switchfoot. And you're like, of course they are. Why aren't they? And then they're looking out and going, hey, you, um, uh, Mark, the uh, guy from Night Without Cars with the trombone and the keyboards. And I think it was Mark. Um, they're like, hey, come up and play a set with us. And and just that and the fans and the just the way everybody interacts and and I asked Ken about that. I'm like, you know, this is really cool. And Ken said, you know, as something you guys know, he's like, we're very intentional, right? We want, mm -hmm. we want people on this boat who want to be on this boat. And so, you know, we're down in Orlando um, last week. We see, we go to see Magic Giant. Of course, I wore rock boat stuff and I wore my orange gator hat yeah. that I wore for the whole cruise. And so people are coming up going, oh, I remember you and we're talking and I remember them. And, and the Magic Giant guys are going, we would love to come again. We would love to do whatever it takes to come again. And everybody loves it, you know, yeah. and uh, it's just a neat experience. So I quickly, so Chris, that's a terrible answer, but I quickly segue the from the worst answer we ever got. Into, <laughs> it, it's, and you know, and I, and the other part, I can't dance. Right. And, and I shouldn't yeah. dance and then, and I can't stay up past 10 um, here at home because of my advanced age. And then we're doing everything we can. You know, we're going to shut up and dance, right? Headphone disco and we're dancing and every other artist is out there and all the people you've been seeing that you're hanging out with and having dinner with. And so it's just a really, really neat thing. So we've been talking a lot. Um, we've had some artists on recently, fellow boaters, and we keep bringing up um, silent disco. <clears throat> Headphone disco. I always screw it up. And you know, there's so, been so many different names, which is also impressive that Nathan for only being just, on three boats is using the multiple names that people refer to. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some virgin boaters listening to this, to this episode to hopefully get prepared for the upcoming rock boat 23. What, how do you describe that moment? Because 
saying that you don't typically dance and then being into an being in an atmosphere on a boat right and it's like for me it was the most liberating thing experience Mm -hmm. that with the headphones and just dancing literally like nobody cares what can you walk the listeners through your view of what that was like well sure it was it was similar to you in that i mean what you've just said um in that um you know, you walk into the Spinnaker Lounge, it's dark, except for these glowing red, green, and, and blue <laughs> lights that are on the headphones. And again, self-conscious, don't want to look like an idiot, but most everything I do is borderline idiotic, so I'm kind of used to it. But I've got a, still a modicum of pride. And then you immediately realize that for all anybody knows, you're listening to a different song than they are. So yeah. I can dance to anything I want and any way I want. And they assume I'm on something else. And so it's just this very freeing sense of, and then of course, it's totally fun to lift it up and listen to everybody trying to sing. Um, <laughs> it almost sounds like a basketball shouting, court. <laughs> I'm sorry? It almost sounds like a basketball court. It does. It does. It's such a neat, it's such a neat environment. And then you're sitting there dancing and doing stuff and you're like, oh, sure. Why am I not dancing with the, the lead singer of Wilderness? And here comes my wife and here comes other, and everybody's just kind of cruising in and out and you're all dancing and you're all a part of this environment. Ken had said to me as part of this, um, like three weeks out when I was trying to bail after he had talked me into it, <laughs> three weeks out, I'm trying to bail. And he's like, no, 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 trust me, hang in there. You're going to love it. And he said, and I know as a musician, I'm supposed to be pushing the live music and it's all about the live music. He said, but just Trust me, one of the early nights, you've got to go to shut up and dance and just try. We'll all be there. You're going to love it. Another thing I can't really explain. And it's a it's a must do for us now. Um, it's just really it's really fun. It's very freeing. It gives me a chance to dance. My daughters go, oh, please, I can't believe you danced. And I'm like, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So. so uh, so speaking of like the different types of like music, like at the at the silent disco, you know, if if. The one thing about the rock boat that kind of changed me forever is, you know, some of these artists I'd never even listened to before I got on the rock boat. Um, it it kind of opened me up to uh, a different, a new wave of music. So take us into kind of what was the taste in music before the rock boat? You know, if Ken brought, brought, you, on, brought you onto the rock boat, like what is your kind of outlook on kind of music now? Has it, how it's changed? Yeah. So thanks, Eamon. I'm, I'm, uh kind of eclectic in that, you know, I'm clearly older than you guys. And I finally learned to embrace that, um, that I would listen to disco and still do. And, um, and then there's other, I just listen to a wide variety of things. Um, so I get the very strange Spotify end of the year, um, lists, but one of the things on the first boat, you know, Ken's talked me into it and I, this is part of why I'm back thinking I'm going to back out. Cause I'm like, look, I know sister Hazel, I know need to breathe. I know switch foot. And I pretty much don't know anybody else. And I've listened to a few, but I don't know. And um, and then, of course, we go to the first Hero of the Band show, who, based on their stuff, I would have told you that wasn't really my cup of tea. And then Jeremy rips his shirt off. And then, of <laughs> course, he's hugging us all on the beach the next day. And my wife's like, look, we're going to every Hero of the Band show, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so we've grown to really love those guys. And that's fantastic. And so ended up loving everybody, but the next, so we get right off and I'm like pinging Ken, which I know he really appreciates. Right. And I'm texting him going, Hey, <laughs> you know, switch foot should come back and blah, blah, blah. And then it ends up with another lineup where I know like three bands out of 30 or whatever. 
And, um, and of course my daughters are on like the cutting edge of music. They're the, we listen to bands that don't exist yet kind of thing. You know, they're always like on the edge of whatever, making fun of us. And so they're going, trust us, dad. These, these, these people are good. And after the second one, that's when I realized I'm not even going to look ever again because they find amazing talent. Some of them might not be my cup of tea, but I can't make everybody who is my cup of tea. I'll sit there and go, I went to 14 minutes of Magic Giant before I ran over to catch the end of Need to Breathe before I was running to this one. And when it's all said and done, I'm like, how did I not make all three shows of, well, because there was so much talent on the boat that, mm-hmm. you know, there's just plenty of music and plenty of great stuff. And I love discovering stuff. And, and it's amazing what they do as far as the talent they bring on and, and who's out there. You know, and I think this this year was really case in point where for me, there were probably more than any other year bands that I had never heard of and no brainer. It's like, thank you for exposing us to our new favorite bands. You yeah. Know, you did the homework for us. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's it, they really do. And then so again, now I'm off on listening to the 2024 bands. and I've still got my old list that I'm listening to and um. So I'm excited about that, but there's part of me that's like, I don't know, do I want to go in cold the way I kind of did before? That was kind of fun. But then I also found myself missing. So my first year, I didn't hear Red Warning Blue one time. And I just missed them. They were up against Sister Hazel's final show. They were up against Need to Breathe. So I missed Red Warning Blue. And But I kept running into them around the boat. And I'm like, these are the nicest guys. Mm-hmm. I just haven't heard their Nathan, stuff. So can, the next can, you year, repeat, can you repeat who you missed again? Red Warning Blue. Okay, sorry. Missed them. Sorry, missed them the first year. Didn't catch Got one it. of their shows because they're always up against somebody <laughs> yeah. that I thought I. And so year two, I happened to catch their first show, the first whenever it was, and thought, "Good heavens, I can't believe I missed. I went a whole boat without hearing them." So not only did we hear <laughs> That's them all, impressive. but we were driving to Orlando to catch them, um, right after we got off the boat, and I find myself going, even the ones I miss. Um, are amazing. And so I'm trying not to miss any more than I have to. So I think I better do some homework or else I'll run into that situation again, where I'll get off the boat and think you idiot. Um, which, you, you know, it's bad enough when my wife says it, but I don't need me saying it too. Do you think that's part of the allure for, for fellow boaters that continuously go back year after year and just in conversations and seeing posts, like when the schedule gets released, like you had mentioned, you know, you know, going to one show and then getting, trying to get to another show, the overlapping. I personally find that part of the, the benefit of the boat. Cause you can do a lot of things in your life. Every, you know, all of our lives are pretty structured every single day, but I feel like <laughs> the boat presents a very unique obstacle for a lot of us, which is a positive obstacle. I think, uh-huh. you know, what, what was it like trying to throughout the years now, like navigating the schedule and, letting it flow once you got on the boat as opposed to planning it out ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, first year, totally structured, right? I mean, again, the, (laughs) I only know three bands kind of see, Mm -hmm. and then realizing on like day two, that schedule shot. And now I'm just winging it and I'm looking at the sheet and going, okay, Hey, this is up. And, and, and then year two. And so it's funny, I'm like borderline. Well, I'm not borderline. I'm on the spectrum. I'm probably a little more on the introverted side. Um, just in general, but mm-hmm. the rock boat has done a decent am- amount for me of helping me break out of that. And so I do this speaking and I'm up on stage and whatever, but then I need to go like sit in a closet for the rest of the evening and kind of compose myself mm-hmm. uh, when I'm off stage. But on the rock boat on year, year two, I decided it's so easy to meet people with the name tags. 
it's so easy to go, oh, your eighth boat, where are you from? What's your tie? How'd you get on it? And, and you've got an instant connection, instant thing to talk about. And then the elevator doors open and you don't have to talk about anything if you don't want to. Um, but that's so easy. And then the frantic pace. So they did a study, you guys may have heard this. They did a study years ago about people choosing ice cream. And if you had chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, or Baskin Robbins 31 flavors, and the person who chose from the three was happier with their selection than the person who chose from the 31 because they didn't have the sense of regret and the sense of, oh, I could have had Rocky Road or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But I, I just think it's such a huge positive that even though it bums me out to know that I missed half of Magic Giant's first show on the pool deck and people were talking about whatever, and I'm like, I, I caught so many other things. And I, I will literally run from thing to thing. The boat is not that big. It feels big. And then you start to realize it doesn't take that long to get from one thing to the next. Right. So my wife went to dinner with... Um, you know, and I, I probably should have had her on this with me. So I, I don't tell so many stories about her, but the last two years they've done this nice sit down at whatever it's called the summer, whatever that one restaurant is where you can sit down. And, and I'm like, there is no chance I am sitting to eat at any point on this because I'm going to miss <laughs> 45 minutes of something. And so they've started joking about, and then of course you can't help but run into the same people over and over. So I'm walking down the hospital going, Nathan, I'm going, Hey, Larry, Hey, whatever. And, um, and then you run into them in Orlando and my wife's going, I can't believe you saw eight more shows than I did. I'm like, well, I only saw 12 minutes of each of those eight, but I saw something. And so anyway, it's just really fun. And I never had that sense of like what I missed. I always have that sense of there is that I get that people have that, but I always have a sense of, I wandered into something that I had no idea even existed. And there it was, you know, whether it's Creating the new respect this. singing acapella um, in the atrium or whether it's, you know, Austin of magic giant sitting up on the speaker for the last song when I was just walking through the atrium and me going, okay, I gotta, I gotta catch them a little earlier this time. Cause I don't know what's happening here. Um, or whatever it may be just such cool experiences. Well, I think that's really great advice for a virgin boater that FOMO and, and trust me, this is coming from a guy where the first couple of years, it was very structured. You got to hit this and then that, and then that. Um, but you, you're ahead of the game here. If the sooner you can give up that FOMO and just understand there is no right or wrong way to do the boat, just go with the boat and be, you know, embrace the experience, uh, the better off you're going to be. So great advice there, Nathan. Thanks, Mark. I totally agree. How many have you been on? Uh, this is going to be number 10 for Eamon and I. Wow. And there, so you guys are 10, Chris. Uh, this will be my fourth one. Okay. All right. So hopefully I'll just say steadily behind you. Kind of like when I was talking to Ken about sobriety. I'm like, all right, I'd love to catch you, but I think the better thing is that I just stay behind you. And we yeah. just keep going. So, well, cool. Right. No, I love it. And uh, no, I, I mean, you could give me a robe, you could give me a track jacket, you could give me a pat on the back, you could give me a bag of peanuts. I don't care. I'm coming back. So I mean, as, as much as you feel comfortable, Nathan, without putting your business out there, staying sober on a boat where so many people are talking about the drink package. How do you navigate that? Just because we, we would love to have, you know, that community as well, yeah. you know, the rock boats for everyone. Yeah. And so, you know, my issues are my issues and I've been able to figure that out early on. Um, and, and so I, I kind of went with that thought, but I, there was some concern, right? Five days. And I, I'd, I'd heard people, you know, that was kind of the consensus. I heard a lot of talk. And then, uh, and then discovered on the daily, um, schedule, you know, I just, and my wife was going to help and whatever, and keep an eye on me. And 
but then you see on the daily schedule that, you know, first, first morning, there's an AA meeting if you want to go. And so I went to the first one. And what was really interesting, what I've tried to do ever since is to at least go to that first one. And then you see people. And then of course it's the rock boat. So I'm going to see those same, however many people again and again and again. And, um, and you just can't help but run into them. And so I think there's a little sub community and it was small. Um, and I know there were other people that didn't show up for these meetings who were also, um, choosing not to drink or whatever it may be. But, um, but I thought it was helpful for them to make that available and just for you to, again, just a reminder, Hey, that's right. Not alone in this. And all I got to do is, you know, some people do it a day at a time. I'm like, I'm just going to make it through this one show. And then, uh, and then after I get through magic giant, then I'll deal with switchfoot. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, it's, it really didn't end up being an issue. And, and really a big part of it too, is that the rock boat is again, this community, this, whatever, there's never, it never felt like a frat party or a, Hey, no, you got to, Hey, no, here's what we're all doing. It's kind of like, Hey, we're headed this way. We're doing this thing. That's fine. Oh, that's right. Nathan's not drinking. No big deal. Everybody awesome. moves on. And that's what the environment that six man and sister Hazel working together to create this magnificent, beautiful boat for all of us, music lovers, like they've created such an environment that it's so welcoming. It's, I mean, I, you know, I can't echo what you just said, you know, it's, uh, it, they, they really are. And as they grow, you know, they keep including more and more different diverse groups of individuals on the boat. So, mm-hmm. um, and you yeah. know, Nathan, you've, you've been in a lot of industries. You've, you've seen a lot of logistics. What, you know, how awesome is for those that are listening, how awesome is the flow from a viewpoint of a rock boater, but with your background, seeing these logistics just like flow on the boat with all these different stages and getting equipment moved and just, just seeing it. Right. And, um, you know, my first year with the, uh, so I worked for the Jaguars for three years, Jacksonville Jaguars. Then I worked for the Tampa Bucks for three years. And my first year I, I come from a legal background. So I gone to law school, practiced law and the Jaguars hire me. And they're like, Hey, our, our, uh, travel guy left. So we need you to handle travel this first year. And then we'll get you into salary cap stuff, contract negotiations, all that into your kind of your sweet spot. But it was July and the season was coming up. And they're like, we have to have somebody do it. So we all survived, right? Coach Coughlin didn't kill me at any point, And we got to all the games on time and that was good. And we were there for kickoff and we actually had our jerseys with us and whatever. Anyway, <laughs> not that all that fell on me, but I found myself, I find myself in situations like this and thinking, I don't get how they're doing this. There are so many moving pieces. There's so much going on. Um, you know, part of it's the musicians, right? And you could see during that, you know, when they do the the variety show, usually often the second night or whenever it is, but they'll do that. Um, this year was the yacht rock thing. Mm-hmm. And you can see the the more experienced bands and they just crank right up. And of course the six man folks are everywhere, but the bands are also coming up and they're swapping out one chord, hitting a pedal and they're ready. And you can see some of the newer folks going, okay, let's see, what do I need to, so the, the artists <laughs> you help, right? The artists know what they're doing, but the, it's a, mm-hmm. the logistics of the ship, the name tags, the drink packages, the soda packages, the everything else. The, the fact that there's always French fries when I need them in between shows. <laughs> amazing. Um, it really is. No, it really is amazing the way all these things work so well. And and the fact, and we have uh, winds come through, right? The last night we have winds come through and they're like, okay, let's see. We're going to start this show here. We're going to put Magic Giant inside. We're going to move this here. 
you know, we were thrilled the year when they uh, skipped the Bahamas a couple years ago when. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, that they were scrambling and trying to figure out acts and stages and whatever. And Amy and I were just like, sweet, more music, more music. So, yeah. um, but they do an amazing job on the fly of making it all work. Who are you excited to see on Rockboat 23 and tw into 20 in 24? Mm. You know, I really should have done a little homework here, Chris, and uh, thought about something along those lines. No, the struts I had never. So what's great is every time when they do the, the big reveal, uh, there's only been three for me, but every time I just sit there like, I don't know who these people are. And people are going crazy <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so the struts, I really like the struts yeah. uh, from what I've been listening to. Um, I like, um, oh my gosh, what's the guy's name? He's got a big voice and um, kind of a bluesy. I just started listening to him and I'm drawing a blank. Common Heart? Yes. Yes. Yep. And yep. Young the Giant. Um, yep. so there've been several that, um, that I've been, I really should have had my Spotify, um, playlist up, but, um, but yeah, there, uh, there are just so many, you know, yeah. um, I am going to cheat while we're doing this now. Oh, and then, uh, and then Katie Tunstall yes. yep. for our, uh, oh, and the, the fever dolls. I thought, were they not <laughs> part of the, uh, voting last before? Weren't they part of the, um, yeah, they I, may I believe have been. they were as were Hotel Fiction. Okay, um, so I'm excited about them. And then um, Bowling for Soup. Um, you know, I, I listened to their show. My wife with the pool deck show, right? My wife missed it. She was at a different show. And I'm trying to explain to her later how hysterically funny they are and how you could never let your children who watch Phineas and Ferb hear their show. Um, but how, how funny they were. And, and later I'm talking to Jared and, um, and I'm like, you guys are like Steve Martin with instruments. And he's <laughs> like, you get us. I'm like, it's so, everything's so ironic and there's two or three levels to what they're doing. So they're going to be fun. Um, yeah. No, it's, um, it's always good. And then John Foreman, I mean, couldn't be a nicer guy. And then I, I the Sister Hazel guys are, they're fairly fun too. So <laughs> they're not bad. Yeah. You know, they've been around <laughs> for a while. You know, yeah, they, yeah. this is, this is, I think they're coming back again on the boat. Yeah. Well, good. Good. <laughs> Nathan, thank you so much for finding time tonight to chat with us about your experience on the boat, your insight, your wisdom, uh, what you're excited for. We're really excited to see you in today, 300 days until the next boat. So, How about that? That's flying right around, the, right around the corner. The countdown begins. <laughs> countdown begins. It will be so the way we, years fly by these days. It'll be right on us. But, uh, well, good. So we got some music to listen to, so I appreciate you uh, yeah. reminding me. I better get yeah. to it. So, Nathan, just for the listeners who might not be familiar, you, you've you been a busy guy. You've also um, co-written some, some books, correct? I have. Do you want to tell them done. where they can find those books and, and a little talk, speak a little yeah. bit to that? Well, thank you. Yes. The, the plug for Nathan. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a website, <laughs> nathanwhitaker.com, which my wife calls my shrine to me. Um, <laughs> but I've got, you know, any Amazon, any other bookstore, I've, I've done books with Tony Dungey with Tim Tebow and have been fortunate enough to get to know them and, and have a chance to spread their messages. So, um, 
so yeah, it's been great to write books and then I've gotten to do speaking and whether it's been the Miami Dolphins or I spoke at a conference in Thailand last fall and some other oh, places. Nice. And, and so being able to speak on leadership or teamwork or, or then living a life significance, uh, I haven't done enough talks on the rock boat yet, but I'm still trying to work that in, you know, have somebody fly me into Minnesota say and say, you know, as long as I'm in Minnesota, let me tell you about Yam House and them being on the rock boat. Love it. Ooh. Right. So, yeah. So I'll find a way to work rock boat into all my talks from now on. <laughs> That's well, amazing. Man, I think we would love and I, we haven't invited anybody on yet for next boat, but I think it's awesome. appropriate to invite you on Breakfast with the Boatcast uh, on Rock Boat 23. So if you would like the invite. You can accept it. If not, you can send it right back to us. But we would uh, we would love to have you on and chat and about. your wife and your wife, and your yeah. Wife, yeah. She's, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be much better. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. Well, I, I'm in. I'm in. Cool. Thank you. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of this. I love what you guys are doing. I love the service you're providing because, again, to me, this all fosters that sense of community. Right. It's mm -hmm. not that we wouldn't show up again in 300 days and all bond back together, but what you've done along the way to introduce us to more artists, to introduce us to other rock boaters, to do all these things, I think just helps build that community. And I appreciate you guys taking it upon yourselves to do this and to be a part of this. Heck yeah. Thanks, Nathan. That means a lot. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Thank you. Well, hey, we will see you on the boat. Yes, we will. Awesome. Absolutely. All right. All right, man. Amen. Mark, Chris, thanks so much. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. All right. Take care. Take care. Thank you.